Hey, what's up, guys? This is Finn. And this is Heather. And welcome back to a brand new episode of The Best You Nation. Where we're here focused on managing your drive so that way you can optimize the 24 hours that you have in a day and live elevated. Make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast on all of your favorite platforms. Hey, 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 guys. What's up? I'm Adler, this is Finn, and we are the Best You Nation. Finn, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Um, staying busy, uh, living life, and, uh, you know, putting up the Christmas tree. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Finn is one of those people, and he's, like, the problem for, like, half of <laughs> Americans out there already um that just think that it's okay to bypass thanksgiving and go straight to christmas so finn put up his christmas tree already in the house and it is the currently as we're recording this it's the third of november and he's had that thing up for three days now no i've had it up for a day put up last night Anyway, he's I don't think I actually helped my case there at all. No, yeah, like all I'm saying is like it's it is still November. We haven't even got close. Clo- like it'd be all right if you'd be like, all right, you know what? It's Thanksgiving. Now we're gonna put our tree up around Thanksgiving. You're completely bypassing the best holiday, and we can debate that back and forth. But you're bypassing the whole entire process, which it's not appreciated. Well, we'll have to save our episode an episode strictly to debate that. I, I'm I'm just saying, like, I, I have I have Christmas, Christmas is the best holiday. You I have be here place. for baby Jesus. I've again, like, I understand Christmas. I get what it symbolizes, but that's not what people do. I know. So we'll have to talk. <laughs> we'll have to debate about. It. We'll yeah. have to All right. We're, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna focus on this, um, guys. Uh, today we have a very interesting conversation. Um, Finn and I were talking on the phone or just actually we're FaceTiming and, um, we just kind of were just discussing, um, just goals in life. And the question came up, um, if you knew that you could not fail, if you knew in your heart of hearts that you'd be successful and you couldn't fail at all, name three or four different things that you would do if you knew that you could not fail. Um, I think I want to let Finn go first. And the only reason why is because you kind of know how I feel about it. And I have no clue. And I kind of want to just digest it a little bit before I start to make my point. All right. So this is going to be probably one of the episodes that people will kind of go, this is, this is a unique approach. Uh, so first and foremost, you doing a thumbs up. I don't know how my thumbs went up. My hand. I don't know. It, it just... <laughs> anyway focus 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 um, so okay so here this is going to be a very interesting conversation because i think when you think of failure uh here's my question and in my mind when i ask myself what is failure failure is the uh it is the foundation for success so we've talked about this before i believe way back in season one or two we talked about failure but here is to answer the entire question i want to first of all start off with asking myself if i could fail or sorry if i could not fail here's my approach i would not be able to attempt to do anything because in order for you to be successful to know what success is you must first fail and i'm going to give you an example in which that formula is applicable the first time you looked for a job to become a nurse Mm -hmm. or the first time you quit a job or when you got out of a relationship because it didn't work or because you're not sure if you can get into another relationship because the last one didn't work okay those implications make it possible for us to be successful in the next aspect of success in life. So for example, uh, all the failed attempts and previous relationships for me have made me realize how to be as a man, but also how to be the counterpart in a relationship. There are parts that 
we will blame the other person for because we have our own perception. But there are parts of our journey or parts of your stance in a relationship where you have to own where you may have messed up or made some failures. Now, a lot of times people say I talk a lot. And that is a hard thing because women want to be heard. And so something I had to do was be more, a better listener. So to answer your question, right? I'm going to write some notes down. Cause I, okay. Okay. Go for it. So you said, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you set out to do? I would set out to do nothing because if I, I would attempt, okay. An attempt, right. I would attempt to do nothing or to do and to just not do anything because an attempt is a collegial try. When you try something, it's experimental. Okay. It's something you are taking a 50, 50% chance of doing. And to try something that implies that there are possibilities that you will fail. So if there's no failure, there's no motivation or any understanding or knowledge based to know what success is. So if you eliminate failure, I'm just going to throw this out real quick. If you eliminate failure, you're going to eliminate the shame or the lesson that is going to redirect you to understand what went wrong. So I understand. And in my mind, it, it sounds great. When you think about, okay, if there's no failure, it had a day, if today was a day where there was no failures possible, mm. what would I do? Well, I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> now, you didn't ask me, knowing what success is, what would you do? if you couldn't fail, that wasn't the question. So I wouldn't be able to answer your question truly to the, what I would want to answer with, which is, oh, I would go out and do A, B, C, D, but I can't do A, B, C, and D because there has to be some possibility that I'm going to fail. Because when there's a lack of failure, and I'm just gonna throw this out as my last little point before I'm gonna just give you the mic, because I want, I hope I provoked your thoughts a little bit. It's going to be mundane. It will be joyless. It's going to be boring. There's no, it's like when you only have good days, having a bad day reminds you. It's the same kind of thing. It's having good days reminds you when you have a bad day, what it's like and what to be grateful for. So if I don't fail, I won't know what success is. And if I did not have failure, then how can I be afraid that I'm going to make a mistake? then that means that I'm perfect and there's no such thing as perfection. So failure is actually a driving force for you to be, okay, this didn't work out for me. Let's try something else. We did that with our podcast. Okay, well, let's work with this platform. Didn't work out for us. Let's try something else. Okay, let's try this platform. Oh, it did. But if we didn't fail, it would be easy. It would just be boom. It'd be mundane. That's the word of the week, mundane. It just would be mundane. simple boring, joyless, no motivation for me to go out and do things. So I wouldn't really know how to go out and do certain things, maybe become a billionaire today without failing because multi-billionaires had to fail to get where they are. I don't know. Maybe that's just my approach. And it was something I thought about over the week when you sent me the, the question. Yeah. Because like at first I was like, yeah, dude, I could go out and do anything. But then it's like, I don't think so. I don't well, think I so here, I guess my take on it is there's no, first of all, there's no right or wrong answer per se. Yeah. Um, it just really just uh, based off of how you interpret it. And I, I understand your point of basically if you didn't have the chance for failure, then nothing would feel worth it because you don't have anything on the line. There's no, it doesn't draw that emotional response that you would need or require, right? So I get you when when you're saying that. Um, It just eliminates the the, the pride and the esteem that you build from having the opportunities to fail and to come back from that. And I think that part is, what people, when they fail, it's that you have a split second to decide how you're going to respond. It's either you're going to drain yourself and you're going to be submerged in 
this ideology that I'll never be good enough. And that's not what failure is. Failure is literally, and this is, I think we talked about this, but failure and versus giving up. Failure, if you eliminate that, you eliminate a fear. It's like, it goes back to that idea that we're, I have the fear of quitting a job. I have had a hard time like leaving a job because there's those aspects, like the people that you work with. Oh, you know what? I'm leaving these people I'm working with. Oh, I'm leaving for the pay that I'm getting or, Hey, I'm leaving because I'm going to make, I'm going to, maybe they may not even like me anymore after I leave. Like you start to self think this way and you kind of try to convince yourself that you may cause a problem, but there's a fear and you don't know if that, if you were to eliminate, if you were to eliminate the failure, you would not know what was on the other side. And I'm like, I can give an example, but I don't want to take the mic because I will share it yeah i'll let you speak um and i mean again like it's not like i I disagree with what you're saying i I definitely see um your point when when you're looking at it from that perspective i guess the only place where i differentiate is i interpreted that more um i took a like a, a different approach with it just more so it's just like all right if i knew that there was something that i could do and that i would not fail what would it be and, you know, one of those things that I've wanted to try is, um, you know, become a pilot. Like, that would be kind of dope just to kind of just, you know, just kind of, that'd be kind of cool just to be able to, hey, let me take my plane. I'm going to, especially we live in Florida, I'm going to just fly out to the Bahamas for the weekend. Or, you know, you don't have to necessarily have to go buy a plane ticket. You could just fly yourself out there. And I think that would be cool. And so once I, that's just one thing that I just thought up at the top of my head, like that would be really cool to try. And so once I said that, the question then becomes, well, why not? Like in terms of you only get one life, you only live once. And let's say if you live to be 80 years old, then you only have um 60 some odd years for you for remaining for you and I've got like 50 some odd years for myself if you knew that you could not fail understanding that you have one life what would it be I would choose you know obviously piloting and so now the question becomes why am I not doing that already I should be chasing after my dreams no matter what it shouldn't matter if there is a chance for failure or a chance for success, you should be living life to its fullest. And that's more so how I interpreted it. Like that's the way I took it. Um, For me, it's just like, okay, you should be living out your life to the fullest in fulfillment. You shouldn't just be, um, you know, just dreaming and hoping and wishing. And I think that's, Honestly, I think that's the problem with a lot of people. A lot of times people have these big dreams and they think about all these endless possibilities, all the things that they would want to try to accomplish and do. And they never attempted because they're afraid that, well, what if it doesn't go right? They're afraid of failing. They're afraid of other people judging them. They're afraid of so many different things. So they never even try. They never even attempt. And I think the the point of asking yourself, if there, if I could do anything in the world and I knew that I couldn't fail, when you hear that, the point is for you, you need to live your life to the fullest. Don't live your life in the fear of failure. Seek out your dreams, follow them, and just do your best that you can. So you're, so... I want to, I just want to piggyback on this because you had mentioned the question you asked yourself, you said, why, why am I not actually doing it now? Yeah. So I want to ask you, why aren't you, why aren't you taking the steps to become, or at least get a pilot's license? I mean, it's a question that is no right or wrong answer. It's really for yourself. I actually have an answer for this. Okay. And, and I, and I want to hear it, but I'm going to tell you because when you, I'm, I'm using a conversation I had with my dad and it was something that him and I have talked about because I like picking his brain and there's something he always says, you don't know what you don't know. 
people don't know what's on the other side until they've gotten to the other side. So in essence, um, one of the things that I kind of thought about the other day, like when, you know, when you sent this to me, I said, you know, what if life, like, you know, okay, let me take a step back. You know that when people say like, if everybody was the same, life would be boring. We'd make the same choice. Life would be so boring. There would be no difference, difference between anybody. And I kind of think about that if there was a absence or if you completely eliminated failure from your everyday life, how would I know the, let's just take something simple for like, just for what it is, um, going down the stairs. Now, going down the stairs is a very simple activity. It's something that requires not a lot of thought. You don't really think about each step. You just consciously know step, 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 step. Now, let me add a little bit of a, let me add some stimuli to here. And I give you a pair of scissors. And I ask you to run down the stairs with scissors. You'd probably look at me kind of funny and say, hey, that's not a very good idea. It's not a very safe thing to do. Yeah. There's a risk. There's also a fear. That if I miss the step, I will probably end up with a pair of scissors in my chest or I could possibly hurt myself or hurt anybody else that's around me or whatever the case may be. But why is it that we have that thought process? Because why do we slow down going downstairs? You probably won't run down the stairs with a pair of scissors because you know that if you do, there's a, it's a possibility. So when you walk down the stairs with a pair of scissors, your success rate is higher because you are aware of what happens if you fail to do the slow pace walk down the stairs with a pair of scissors versus you running down the stairs with a pair of scissors and the risk of hurting yourself. So implying that with life, if you eliminate the threat of fear, of sorry, if you eliminate the threat of failure in your life, you will never, ever be able to understand what it is to be successful. You continue to say, live up to your life. And I'm only challenging your thought process because obviously this is something that I think oftentimes people have a, a hard time talking about because when you fail, you feel like you're the lowest person on the totem pole. You feel like you're nothing. And I felt this way. This is an establishment that I have kind of got to. This is why I was really thankful that we're talking about this because when you sent that to me, I was like, I actually feel that. I felt, I don't know why the thumbs up keeps coming up. There's no reason for it. Um, so you had, I want to go back to the question that I had for you. And that was, um, you had mentioned that you said that you wanted to become a, like have, at least have a license. Become, yeah, a get a li- become a licensed pilot. Not like to fly for airlines or anything like that. Correct. So I would like to know, since you had mentioned this, what is holding you back or why haven't you done it already? And considering, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like this, but hypothetically speaking, if there was no failure, why would that be something you would do if you could face the challenge of becoming a pilot now? So the, so the, okay. So here's, there's, I guess, two contributing factors to this. The reason why I haven't done it yet is time. Honestly, it takes time, and there's a certain. I mean, I financial financially, I don't think that that it'd be too expensive. I think whenever you're um, adding a skill to your overall well-being, that's actually um, that's a good investment. So I don't think financially it's an issue. Just more so time, and right now I've my focus has been um, divided among like you know, the podcast, um, I have some entrepreneurial endeavors on the side, um, plus, you know, work right now. So those things require a lot of time. And I don't have the time right now to commit to it. But that's something that I've, I, I put that as a list, or on the list of things that I want to do. So that way I can go back to it at some point, not to say that I won't do it, but just to still keep it there. And once I've finished accomplishing what I need to accomplish in this stage of life, then I can kind of get into that next stage where I'm like, all right, I can focus on this. I also wanted to learn um, either some form of like karate or like actual martial arts, like actually learn and be a committed student to the game, like black belt. Um, that's something that like, I, those are two things that I definitely want to do, um, uh, coming up. I just got to figure out like one, I, I have to be more stable. I have to live 
in one area. And then I also need to get a, uh, well, I'd probably also need to get a class and get a plane, like the whole nine yards. So, so it's a lot, a lot of things to kind of like come together and like think of, but um, so that's something that I definitely. Oh, so this just leads me to my next question. So what changes, what changes the scenario if you knew that you wouldn't fail? So you'd mentioned time, you mentioned finances, you mentioned mostly time is what I heard. So what yeah. changes the scenario if you knew that failure if failure is, if something, sorry to say, if, if you could not fail. The failure wasn't an option. So if failure, um, not, not that it was an option. If you didn't, because failure, we tell ourselves that failure is not an option. But if you knew that you could not fail, would you still say that time and finances would be restricting you from getting there? That's what, well, what you're saying. I, I, can make, I can make an argument for, like, I see where you're coming from, but I can make an argument that time is the one contributing factor that's probably the most important factor. And it's not necessarily that I can't fail or that I will fail trying to become a pilot. It's nothing, it has nothing to do with that. It's more so just the actual time that it takes to do so. Um, if, if I like, and my, my thing is like, I can only, I only have X amount of energy and X amount of focus. And I can't focus on too many things all at once. Otherwise I'll be doing a lot of movement and not getting anywhere. And so if I couldn't, like if I, if, if my focus didn't play like a contributing factor in th that, then maybe I would just say, okay, sure. Then I would go for the pilot license right now while bouncing, doing a podcast, entrepreneurial endeavors, and being a nurse and trying to like you see what I'm saying? Like there's just so many different things that you're just tacking onto it. If I knew that I couldn't fail, then yeah, sure, I would add that on my plate right now. However, I know that I'm human. I I can't do everything, but I should still be able to dream because I think most of society's issue isn't that they're um, looking at failure as a form of lesson, I think that they're looking at, hey, I don't want to experience failure. I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of being judged by my peers. I'm afraid of um, going out on a limb and this not being successful because I don't know how I'll take it. Like there's people that share genuine fear and refuse to even make a step or go in the direction of attempting a dream because they just don't want to experience failure. But then this is my question for those who are thinking that way, because I'm sure there's a, a few out there who listen to our podcast who probably are like, well, yeah, I'm one of those that I don't want to experience failure. But how many times in your past have you experienced a failed attempt? And then asking yourself, well, do you want to know what it feels like to be successful? Because think about when you quit a job, like when I left Dillard's, right? This is an example. That was one of the hardest things that I had to do. But there was a fear factor involved. And had I not left Dillard's, I would not be a healthcare worker. I would not be an EMT. I wouldn't be pursuing nursing because I would be stuck in sales selling women's shoes, probably moved up a little bit. But there was this conversation that I had with my previous management team at Dillard's back about I don't know, six years ago, five years ago. <clears throat> and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because there are a lot of people, like you mentioned, that probably are not able or are willing to take a step into the twilight zone of failure because they're afraid of the repercussions and the holdbacks, the setbacks that are going to happen. But people don't understand that if you don't take a, this is what we talk about, if you don't take a step back, you're limiting yourself from the stepping forward. Success is the byproduct of failing and failing gives you the the understanding of what it is to be successful, right? Going back into understanding your own personal journey and then relating it to what we're talking about. For me, it hits home because I remember sitting in the office. I was sitting in the office and they were telling me that choosing to go to work at, in a hospital wasn't a good idea, that I was wasting my time. This is a manager, a 
manager of an entire retail retail store who probably makes boo-boo money and drives a nice car and lives in a nice house because that's what we that's what we measure success as. We measure it by what we have. We measure it by what we we make that that limit that that sliding scale. We make that as the the degree of success. And when people go, oh, that person probably had to hand it to them. Well, these people don't, didn't understand when I told them that I'm not going to be held back from going from Dillard's to work in uh, to work at the hospital. There is something that wasn't said, and it's something I guess right now in this conversation I'm analyzing, and it's kind of my own clarification and my own or my own uh, uh, what is the word closure. When I sat in that office and letting them know, hey, I'm moving on. Yes, I got ridiculed, and I was basically told that it was a very bad idea to do this, but the fear was there. There was a 50-50 chance that had I left, yeah, there's a good chance that I made the hospital job would suck more. There's a good chance that uh, I would be making less money. There's a very good chance that I would um, not like what I'm doing. Maybe I don't want to work in the hospital. I mean, I didn't want to be in healthcare, period, from the very beginning of my, you know, when I start understanding what I want to do. So if we eliminate the fear of failure, then we would never really be excited for the next step in life. We would never be excited for the next, uh, the next part of our journey, the next chapter of the book, because you would, you would just think, oh, here we go. It's another day. It's the, it's the, it's, it's the idea that I would rather not fail, but then you're also saying that I'm okay with not moving forward or being successful. Because in order for you to be, in order for one to happen, you have to be willing to accept the other. And you can't mm. just have, you can't have all these things in life and do nothing. But the do nothing part is you failing. So I, I answering your question, I'm sure it's probably a little bit different than what you expected because it is, sounds so it sounds amazing when you, you think about it, you get a, a week of no failure. That means that I could get on one of those little hoverboard things that kids drive these days and I wouldn't fall off and bust my butt because I'd get right on there and be able to do it. I could put money in the stock market and not lose money. Or it's just, I don't know. I just have always felt that I failed a lot. But now that I'm on like the path of growth, I appreciate my failures. And I think people, like you said, have a hard time dreaming, have a hard time seeing beyond the five mile radius of their own walking step. And they don't give give themselves a chance to make the mistake, to fall, to land on their butt and to be able to get back up and realize that didn't work. What can I do differently? I guess that's just I think honestly we're just it's it's we're talking about two different things really because I don't think like I don't disagree with your point um because I I I I think that you're more so taking it in terms of failure is necessary in order to become successful and I definitely can't debate you on that because I I agree with you on that but I, I think that more so when referring to like if there was just something that you just knew that you couldn't fail like you knew that like you'd be successful. I I bet you if you ask a hundred people, um, like you know how like uh, Family Feud is, right? They survey a hundred people. I think the mass majority would say, "Hey, if I knew that I could not fail, then I would set out and I'd start this side hustle, or I'd start this business, or I would it. go back to school." Just get a hundred people to do it. And I want to see, I'd like to see what people think. Cause I think it would be interesting to see how many people would, I have a hard time. being. No, no. So, and, and like, um, we could definitely do that. I, but I, I'm just saying more so like, like generally speaking, generally speaking, most of society, they don't attempt to do things because they're afraid. They're afraid of being mocked. They're afraid of being ridiculed. They're afraid of, um, not being able to face their own failure. And because they're so afraid of that, it's a crippling fear. It's paralysis by analysis. You start to overthink, you start to overanalyze, 
and you do nothing instead. So you just freeze. And the problem with that is that you only get one life. And life is too short for you to sit back and think, man, I wish I could have, I wish I, you have to be intentional and make plans to set out on the things that you want in life. It's a dream. And your dreams aren't meant to just be experienced when you sleep. You should be able to experience your dreams in your real life. You should live it to your fullest. So that's my main point where I'm coming from. And I get what you're saying. I just think that we're discussing two different um, subtopics, I guess. But I, yes, but I also understand where you're coming from. I just have a hard time. And maybe that's just because each of us has our own approach. It would be great to be able to set out and start an own business on a day where you wouldn't have any failure present. But what are the repercussions when failure is, let's just, I mean, I think of the purge, and this is a really bad example, but I'm going to use this in a more positive manner, not necessarily for what the purge is. Okay. It takes 24 hours to do some really bad stuff. But let's say if I we had a positive purge where the purge was more so you can do any, you, you can have a day of no failure, nothing that you would do would. And, and nobody would judge you or ridicule you or make fun of you. Right. So obviously, viewers' discretion, that's impossible. It would never happen. There would be a lack of meaning. But if in this case, that was, this is what we're talking about. Um, of course, setting your foot down to do something. But how would you know that if you on a day like that, you knew that you would not fail, right? If you did not, if you knew that you wouldn't fail, how would you know that you would be successful? If you knew that you wouldn't fail, but how would you actually know that you were successful? What, what then measures the success if you don't if you know you're not going to fail at it it's just like if i start a business let's say in in that 24-hour period how do i know that after that 24-hour period that it's actually going to work how do i know because it's good that you can set it up no issues no kinks no binds that are holding me back nothing that i can know there's no oh you forgot this oh you forgot that like you failed at this attempt that you did all in the first try it was perfect how do i know though the success rate how do i know that it's going to be feasible how do i know it's going to be valuable have any kind of meaning after that 24-hour period that's the kind of like the thought process that i have maybe that this is an interesting that's why i said we're discussing two different things that's that's my main point for saying that we're discussing two different things only because like i'm taking it from the approach of how many times i've like seen patients right and they they're there and they're just like man i really regret you know this or I really wish that I could have done whatever like I've had people like say that I wish I would have spent more time with my family um and if that's the case you can there's two ways you can look at it it's either you can start living out the the your dreams now or you can end up on your deathbed and you're gonna sit there wondering and hoping and wishing man I, I wish I would have taken a chance um, there's this thing called uh, Solos. Solos, yeah. Um, it's on um, Amazon um, Prime. It's a show. And um, it's it's kind of a weird show, but it's it shows like, um, it's like a monologue, right? There's, there's only one person on screen and they're just having like this internal monologue with themselves. And there's this episode where this old lady, um, uh, she's probably in her 90s or something like that and um she's sitting there and they basically they pick a volunteer to go off to the moon and to just stay there and live there until they die and to document their life while they're there and so she's sitting there and she's saying you know my whole entire life I always wished that I was able to to do the things that I wanted to. Um, I met this guy and I loved him. I was so in love with him. And I never told him how I felt. And because I never told him how I felt, he never knew. And so he decided to start dating someone else. He dated that person, they got married, they had kids, they went off and they enjoyed their lives. I never got married, I never had kids. I never really did much else with my life. I worked. I clocked in, I clocked out, and I did an everyday loyal for 60 plus years. And what do I have to show for it? 
And you have to look at life like I, people don't like talking about death. I get it because death has this negative connotation to it, right? Unfortunately, you have to consider death in every decision that you make, right? Because understanding that if the whole entire world stopped right now and you no longer were on this earth, what would you want to accomplish or what would you have wanted to accomplish? And if you can list those things and say, these are the things that I, I wanted to accomplish, but I just never did or I never got around to, then the question comes now is you should be living your life in that way, that manner. So you need to start making plans to do so. You need to start making plans to um, accomplish your dreams because your dreams aren't just things that you experience when you sleep. It can be a real life event. And that's really honest truth. Like I told you, I want to get into martial arts. The reason why I haven't gotten to martial arts because of time, but I also kickbox to kind of dabble into like some form of combat, like exposure. Um, the, the, becoming a pilot thing is hard to approximate but I do know that that's something that like it's a more expensive hobby it's going to be an expensive hobby that I'd like to you know you know eventually ingratiate into my life so um I don't know like I I think that you, you what, what you're discussing is very valid and you have to have that sense of that you have to have that sense that things are going to go bad or potentially could go bad in order to make it worthwhile and you have to have that. But I just think that we're basically asking each other two different questions. And that's okay. Because I think that, I think we all think both or have thought of one or the other question that we both asked each other. We're, actually, let's rephrase it. It's the same question, but interpreted two different ways. Yes, exactly. That's why I'm glad we didn't really talk about it prior because we, you know, we talked about it. We asked the question, but I'm glad we allowed this to be authentic because I'm actually really like I'm intrigued by the fact that we you probably are like more shocked. I'm shocked by what you said It like because what you're saying is not wrong. I mean, yeah, no, and you're saying are very valid as well. I'm not I, did, I didn't want this to sound like an argument or like just disagreeing with you. What I I would say so more is that it's <clears throat> there's a lot of people out there who don't even know where to start with a dream and a dream to me is is like it's like having a plan but that's not on paper it's like knowing what you want to do but not necessarily um you haven't done any action to get there it's kind of like when i came up to atlanta and then you asked me, what am I going to do? And, I, and I, I had told you that, you know, I wanted to pursue nursing. In essence, what I was telling you is I would dream of becoming a nurse. It's not me directly saying, hey, I dream of being a nurse. It was me saying, I want to pursue becoming a nurse. So you said, all right, now what are you going to do about it? That part it's in itself is the part that most people have a hard time doing because now they fear, oh, now I have to put in an application. Oh, now I have to take these classes. Ooh, it's going to be time. Ooh, yep. it's going to cost. So now that's like, Ooh, what if I fail the class? Now I'm not going to get reimbursed for my job. There's a fear because we're afraid of failure, but in a, if I knew I wasn't going to fail, I also would say this to kind of add on to and kind of bring it to a, a closing. I would be, I would feel like it would be meaningless for me to become a nurse? What would a dream be if there was no failure? What would my dream actually be if I didn't have any value to it? Because I wouldn't know what it would be like if, in case I made a mistake or if I didn't get a certain class or if I'm, if I start late, if I'm, you know, like I, I'm going to use an example. This is, I like using examples because it kind of, it keeps my brain and my thought process in line. I didn't fail the T's test, right? Now, in the moment, yes, I feel like I failed the T's test. In retrospect, I didn't fail the T's test. I have another shot at it. But see, people give up. 
and they don't recognize what the outcome or what can continue if they were to take the T's test over here. And it doesn't have to be a T's test. It could be any test. It could be anything that we attempt. Like, you know I'm actually starting to think that um, the reason where the reason why we deviated in how we interpreted that question, I think it also has to do with like life experiences um, also because of like the stage that um, I guess I'm at right now. I look at it as like, all right, I've accomplished X, Y, and Z so far. What's next? And what would I want to do that I just I've never just given myself time to do? And that's kind of where I, I'm taking it from, not even realizing that you're, you're from a different perspective in terms of like, all right. Um, I, you've, li- you've walked my parachutes. You've walked my, yeah. you walked, not my, not, you walked my, um, oh my God. Parachutes. Well, I was trying to say last year was my Jordan year. This year was my Ober- Obi. Obi Bryant. I don't know why I did. I'm glad I didn't say something else because you would probably been like, you would have deduct. You would have been like shame, 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 shame yeah. on me. I did. I wasn't gonna say LeBron. I mean, you could have said Jeff. Gordon. I wasn't gonna say LeBron. I wasn't. You I said Jeff Gordon. I'm down with that too. But this is my. This is like you've been 24. You've been in these pair of shoes. You've walked this. So I think it is interesting that you say that. You. I feel like there's a part of you. Maybe this is just me. There's a part of you that wishes you could have done things in your 20s that you know now. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's probably where a lot of this question is rooted from. And I'm in those 20s. I'm in those 20s. I'm sure when I'm 32, 32, right? 31, 32. 32. When I'm 32, I'm sure I'll look back and be like, damn, I wish I would have done that. And I'll probably ask him the same question. And you'll be, okay, so 24, you'll be, you're eight years older than I am. I'll be no. 40. Okay. So you'll be in a different part of your life and it'll be interesting because I'll say, well, remember when we had that conversation about how like you wish you could have done that? We'll be able to now relate more because they say the 20s are your times where you're supposed to be building your empire, or building your, your life. And sometimes, and, I, and now I'm seeing what you're saying because maybe there are things that you like instead of playing a video game six days of your week when you're like 21 years old because you have time to do that yep like damn i should have took those six days to do extra like college classes <laughs> now nah, man playing nba 2k 14 or whatever 2k whatever it was when you were 21 yeah. Yeah. uh that was way more fun that was that was your priority in that moment so i guess as you get older and maybe not now i surround myself with people like you because I want to be successful, but I also know that I have made a lot of mistakes and I have failed and I'm not done failing, yeah. but it's being able to embrace it. So I actually have my little closing notes, but I literally wrote it down here and lesson. Realistically speaking, you have to learn to face the fact that failure is going to be present, but the, the, the number one thing each of us has to do, and I guess this is kind of something we develop, it, it was, that's the word, is developing the proper attitude to face failure. Because yeah. if you look at failure like an inconvenience, then success will also be inconvenient to you. And success will not ha- hold its value the same way if you were to just get it. If it was just handed to you. Handed and given. Like imagine if everything was handed to you, just done for you. That would make well, that's, life- that's the same thing like when you, when you get a, your very first car like your, your parents give you a, a beamer, then you're not going to value it because you did not work for it. It was just a gift. But if you save up your money to get the beamer, you're going to like every scratch, every ding is going to make you drive you crazy because it's oh, like, yeah. I, I yeah. saved up for this. You're right. Because I think the world has this mindset that there's these, there's a convenience there's a convenience of, oh, I dinged my car, oh, it'll be replaced. Like, and I think that's also per each person. Every person has a different upbringing. Yeah. And I know me, like I personally, I wasn't, I had to buy my own first car. But my dad once told me, if I were to, what would you rather have? And I said, he offered me a book of all the life lessons, life hacks 
to become successful mm-hmm. or $500,000. And of course, when I was 16, I said $500,000. But realistically speaking now, I would say, no, I wouldn't want the book because that book doesn't just teach you the life lessons. It teaches you how to make 500000 in fold. And that, that, that it's more valuable I, because it teaches you how to to learn and get to the process and to the point where you can get to that type of game. Correct. I think it's interesting that we both approach differently. I think that's, I'm, I'm actually grateful that we did not discuss little bits of it prior. Yeah. Because it gives us both an opportunity to hear how you sound. Cause I, I wasn't sure where you, what you were going to say. And I think that's actually kind of nice not knowing well, your approach. And it's only because it's something that is, People, people get stuck on this kind of topic. So here's my thing, right? I'm, I'll meet people that are my age and say, man, I really wish I would have became a nurse. I wanted to do it so bad. And like, and don't get me wrong. I understand life happens. My question then becomes, well, why, did, why are you not doing it? Like, what, what's holding you back? Oh, well, the schooling, man, that's going to be so long. I'm 32. So yeah, but you'll finish in two years and you'll be 34. The only thing that's guaranteed for sure is that you're aging. So if you're not going to do something because you're thinking to yourself, oh, it's going to take too much time. It's going to take eight years of my life. And by that point, I'll be 40 years old. Then you can't you can't think like that, because the only thing that's guaranteed is you'll get to that age. You'll be 40, but you'll still be 40 with no degree or no goal or no desire to finish whatever it is that you started. So wouldn't it be more beneficial to just set out and go for that goal. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. At least we know that you tried instead of just sitting there thinking to yourself, I'm too old for this. But that's was my first point. Yeah. When you try, trying is when some you imply the possibilities of failure, the possibilities of not becoming a nurse. Because you don't know. Maybe nursing is not for everybody. No. I don't know yet as a student. But I work with a lot of nurses and they tell me, man, some people are just not cut out for this. And I'm sure you can relate. There's sick yeah. people will sign up for the class. A hundred people will sit and only 20 people will graduate. Bro, That's I, I started find- like mine with 40, like two, 45 um, students and only 11 of us walked away. With That's the- 25%. Yeah. So, but in that 25%, there were moments where possibilities of failure were present and they oh, yeah. created, there was this thing that called failure. And it's also a sense of fear that if now that I'm already here, if I don't do it, I'm going to become 34 and still not have a degree to become a nurse. Exactly. So, Hey man, I, I think that when you go back and look at like everything you've done, I think one thing you can take away for sure. And I don't care how old anybody is, is as long as you're learning something and you're finding ways to propel yourself and grow, I think that you'll start to understand that you've already been failing and succeeding. So it's not like this is a brand new lesson that needs to be learned. I think that going back to our question that you started this off with, like, you know, if you knew that you weren't going to fail at something, I think everyone's going to have their own viewpoint and perspective on it. But I think at the end of the day, we all know that both are going to be implied. And if you have the opportunity, if you're talking about it, then you should be doing it. Like you said, if you want to get into martial arts, you know, you may question why didn't you get into it yet? Well, everything is purposeful, but just knowing that you have a plan and a dream and a goal. Yeah. Well, and, that's, that's why I started kickboxing. That's why I kind of, I picked up kickboxing just because of, yeah, I, I want to be able to get like an actual like trainer, like, that personal trainer that's going to like teach me the steps. I don't want to have to share a class with anybody. I want a personal trainer. It's like, we're going to learn together. Exactly. That's more like that's boxing. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that too. So, right. but Hey, um, before we go, I just want to say first and foremost, this podcast has come a long way. Um, I want to say that I've had a lot of great, you know, feedback. I get it, you know, sporadically, but when I do, it reminds me of what we're doing and it kind of just ties back into what makes this the valuable 
what makes this so valuable and so precious because this is our this is our project this is our this is something we started to almost almost three years ago almost three years ago yeah. and just to think about all the failures we had it wouldn't make me appreciate what we're doing more because we have a mission from the beginning we've talked about a lot of different things we're at almost we're almost about 100 like we're like getting close to 150 episodes and just to think about like something where we had like 10 episodes and only like six people were listening to the podcast like those all of our little failures we had made us better at what we're doing now like all those times we had to start over again because i couldn't say you know introduce the whole thing correctly or uh, you know, whatever, the, whatever it was, there was always it's become a, a refined skill. Yeah. And yeah. I look back on everything that we've done and, you know, we've done a lot and I just hope and I pray and I tell people all the time, like this, this is only the beginning, you know, we've been doing this now over three years, you know, Apple and Spotify and Pandora and Amazon music, everybody's got our podcast. I mean, it's fun to share with people. It's fun to let people know, hey, we have a podcast. It's fun to actually pick it, pocket things from the conversations we've had because I listen occasionally and share with people because it's like, wait, it's like I don't have a stack of our notes, but all of our notes are on these episodes and things we've talked about that are actually legitimate. Like these are things that I go back and actually I'm like, oh my God, wow. I remember I was only like 19 years old that I was talking about this or Adler said this, and that makes sense why it makes sense now. So I just, I'm proud of what we've done. And I'm thankful for everybody who listens to our podcast, who subscribes to our podcast, who supports we our podcast. You guys. And the value is shown. It, it is definitely like it's, it's known. Um, one thing I also want to announce, and I don't know, uh, this is something that people may want to know about during the holiday season. Adler and I have coffee. Our coffee is not just your standard basic pre, you know, like pre-done stuff that you find at a Publix or whatever or Walmart. The difference between our coffee and everybody else's coffee, and just real quick, I know I haven't talked about it in a long time, but our coffee is not your basic. It's very premium. And it's because of the process in which we wash, we brew, and also well, technically how we roast our coffee. It's all done in such a pristine way that that is why we're actually keeping our coffee below the market number. Because the market has increased the coffee value, but we know that people's pockets are right now, we're trying to save as much money as possible. It's not something I want to hide. I know people are trying to, you know, get month to month. But here's what I'm going to say. I think either you and I both can say that our coffee is phenomenal. We want to make, we want to make sure that people can afford it, grab it, drink it, enjoy it. Because it's even though it's a premium bean, we still want you to have a premium experience. And therefore, you could buy two bags of coffee. There will probably be some kind of holiday special. We'll talk about it in our, on our off-air se- session, but have mm-hmm. some kind of holiday uh, event in which our coffee will be on a special, maybe. Who knows? We'll talk about it. But I just want to say, I've had a lot of people who've already been telling me, hey, I'm going to buy your coffee. I have a PA that's been excited. So people are out there. They see it. They know about We want to do more and talk more about it. We just want you guys to be a part of the word spreading and we got to, I'll, I'll stick up to that. It's my part. I'm going to be better about it. But I just want to leave on that note. Um, we appreciate you. We love you guys. We hope you guys have a wonderful week. Stay blessed. All right. Bye.